Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of this amazing, amazing podcast, which you all love to listen to. Sadly enough, this will be our last episode of the month due to just some other technical issues. Don't worry, Joe. It's not the last episode okay. ever. All right. I was worried. I know your eyes got a little wide-eyed yep, there. Absolutely. Got a little worried. Don't worry. I have to give you two weeks' notice before okay. I replace okay. you. <laughs> um, I am taking applicants as we speak. Um, all kidding aside, Joe, you had a good weekend. It's a holiday week. You got some extra time off. Yep, exactly. Good. Uh, working in, working in, the, in the education sector, you do tend to get some holidays off and extended holidays and whatnot. So play a little golf. This play weekend. a little golf. The weather hasn't been great for it, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting out tomorrow with my pop and my brother and then playing with some friends on Tuesday. So good. hopefully the weather holds up. But right. it should right. It should. Be yeah, it's supposed to be better. nice. It's supposed to be nice. It might be a little muddy out there, but. That's, That's okay. Right. You'll, it's always you'll, a good time. you'll manage to get through it. You're yeah. not very good at golf anyway, so it's more about Thanks, just getting buddy. out Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, you need to get back to Vegas to get back on top golf. To get back on top golf. That, 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 that was a good only, time. That was a good time. That's the only golfing I do. That and mini golf. Um, <laughs> I did that today, actually, with my uh, with my nieces. Yeah? How was it? Yeah, what did you play? I lost. We played a golf win. Which one? The one by Oak Ridge. Okay. Well, there's the golf land in, in Milpitas. Um, yeah, there's one in Milpitas. Yeah, Sunnyvale or something like that. Maybe that's the one you're thinking of. I don't know. Oh, there might be a different one. Yeah. The one I'm thinking of is right off the freeway off of uh, 680 or 880 rather. Yeah, so there's one in uh, there's one oh. in Sunnyvale also. Oh, okay. I didn't know So, that. but I think it's all it's all probably the same. Though. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I hope all you guys that are listening had wonderful weekends. Staying dry and staying fun. warm. <laughs> Hopefully you guys saw some good movies and, and did we some saw, cool stuff. We saw stuff. an interesting movie. We, we did. Yeah, we're going to get to that and in a minute. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first off, we do have some sad news. Um, you know, we have uh, RIP for Ron Miller. Uh, passed away last weekend. Ron Miller was one of the most influential members not only of the Walt Disney Company, but of the Walt Disney family. I'll just read a little bit about him. Um, Ron Miller was actually Walt Disney's son-in-law. He married his daughter, Diane Disney. Kind of had an incredible life. He served in the Army. He played football at USC, played football Hmm. for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Eventually, Walt convinced Ron to work for Disney. His first Disney job, he was the second assistant director on a classic film, Old Yeller. In 1957, he eventually became CEO of the Walt Disney Company. He actually created Walt Disney Home Video, Touchstone Pictures, and the Disney Channel. Um, He was most recently the president of the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Which we went to. Which we went to. He's still very much a a large presence in the Walt Disney family. Um, So he will certainly be missed. Kind Kind of a cool note, there is a bench in Disney, California. That is kind of right across from Toy Story Midway Mania that is actually dedicated to Diane Disney. Mm-hmm. actually has Diane Disney's name on it. It will actually now have Ron Diane, Miller and, and Diane, Diane Disney, Disney on right. it as well, which is very cool. So very sad RIP. Yeah. Um, Ron Miller was a truly, truly inspirational member of the Walt Disney family. Truly kind of an innovator and really kind of led this really kind of incredible life. Um, so yeah, we wanted to pay our respects and, and uh, absolutely, you know, pass on to a Disney legend per se. 
an entertainment legend as well. Yeah. Um, having said that, I have a general question for you, Joe. With yep. Valentine's passing this week, I know Joe had like four or five dates this week. Absolutely I can't keep not. up Absolutely um, with who he's seeing now. So it's, um, you know, ladies, just take a number. Um, in honor of Valentine's Day this past week, what is your favorite romantic film or Valentine's Day film? And again, a lot of people can take this either way. If, if I was going to ask you, like, what what would you classify a romantic film? What, whatever you feel like it is. I mean, some people can view a romantic film as like Titanic or, you know, okay. people can view it either way. So anyway. Oh, I forgot about that one, actually. If that was you, you know, whatever you think of a, a Valentine's Day movie or something that, you know came to mind when I asked this question. There's no wrong answer. It's just your opinion. Well, let's hear yours because I honestly have like a dozen movies that I wrote down. Sure. And I'm not going to go through them all, obviously, but I need to like pick some pick and choose while you're... Sure. I wrote down a couple. Your, okay. I wrote down What a Date with Tad Hamilton. It's a 2004 movie. It actually came that out. That was... That's a good movie? Uh, it reminds me of Valentine's Day. It's kind of a romantic film. Uh, yeah, it came out. it wasn't good. Okay. Uh, okay, never mind. Wait, Sorry, just, I'm just saying that's with Josh, Josh Dumanol. Yeah, Dumanol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, came out in 2004. Had Topher Grace in it. Topher Grace. Um, yeah, you know and, it's, uh, it's and, very and the much from, the girl from the surfer movie, Blue Crush. Blue Crush. I can't yeah. can't can't say her, her name, name right now. What's her name? We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure it'll we'll come to us. Um, yeah, I mean anyway. it's not it's not a great movie. It's just a romantic little comedy. But I thought this was favorite. That's your favorite? You know, it's not my favorite. It's well, just one that favorite? I put. That's one my favorite one is 10 Things I Hate About You. Dude, you put that movie um, down? That's awesome. I did. That's it your came favorite out, movie? Really? It's my favorite kind of romantic movie. All right, okay. It came okay. out in 1999. Shout out to Heath Ledger. It's actually based on a William Shakespeare play. Yeah, it's it a modern is. adaptation of Twelfth Night. Um, or The so, Taming of the Shrew. Or Taming of the Shrew, excuse me. Taming of the Shrew. I always got those. Thank you. Joe always come with the Shakespeare knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, I so, just know because they mention it in the movie sometime. Yeah. At some uh, yeah, because she's Kate the Shrew. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're in Padua, they're in Verona. I don't remember what the school is. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen I, it. I think it was filmed in Seattle or something But like that. it is, yeah, it's one of the first films that I remember... I was a huge theater. I am a huge theater buff, and I do love to see Shakespeare and read Shakespeare and things like that. So it was one of the first films or first mediums that I had seen that had been an adaptation of Shakespeare. Um, it came out when I was in high school, so a lot of people liked it around that that age that I did. Um, yeah, Heath Ledger was great in it. Heath Julia Stiles was great in it. Um, yeah, it's a fun. Jar, uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this one of his first kind of movie roles. Not one of his first. His what? first was, I think, Angels in the Outfield. It's one of his first. One of his first. Because he was like, he was mostly he was on, on, Third Rock on, on the TV Third at Rock that point. The um, but you're right. He was in Angels of the Outfield. But yeah, it's it's a fun little movie. It's uh, I love that movie. I'm glad good. you said that. It's I'm good. surprised. I thought you were going to mention something like Garden State. Uh, it's not really a romantic movie. But I mean, I could see people like it though. Garden State is one of my favorite movies. I know it is. I know it it's is. It's not. A, I just didn't know if that was classified as a. That's what I'm saying. You could you could loosely classify lots you of movies could as loosely romantic movies. classify anything as a romantic movie. Oh if you my want. gosh! Well, way to blow it out of proportion. Anyway, ten things I hate about you. A great it's ironic that you think I'm the one that's blowing it out of proportion. Great Feel choice. Free to go ahead. Great choice. Um, I have one. A recent one. Um, I couldn't really think of a Valentine's Day film. There aren't really many Valentine's Day films that I can think of. But there was one that came out like five years ago or four years ago called I Hate Valentine's Day or something like that. It okay. was 
but I didn't see it. But I mean, that's the only Valentine's Day film I can think of that's right. a romantic film. Yeah, it's not like a Christmas type of season or something. Like no, that. but yeah, actually, I did write a Christmas movie down. But it is a romantic. But it is a romantic movie. It's called Love Actually. It's it's yeah, it's with great. the whole it's with a whole bunch of actors and actresses, kind of a smorgasbord of of talent. That's a lot of UK talent. A lot of UK talent. Yeah, Hugh Grant and whatnot, and Liam Neeson, Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley. Yep, yep, yep. Laura Linney and uh, and Alan Rickman. Yep, Alan Rickman was in it. Um, it's a wonderful I, film. That's a, yeah, it's a great choice. That's that's that that's one of my favorites. But it is a Christmas film. Um, Another a couple ones that I wrote down was P.S. I Love You with Gerard Butler yeah. and uh, what's her name? Well, she won that. She, Hillary gotta, Swank. You gotta start Hillary to write Swank. these things down. Hillary Joe. Swank. Hillary you can't just go off the top. Hillary of your head. Swank. Um, You're lucky you pulled that one. This out, was though. a great film. I loved this film. It was based off of a book, mm-hmm. but I thought the acting was phenomenal. It also has Kathy Bates in it. Okay, as Hillary Swank's mom. Um, it's just it's just a really really touching unique story. Um, I don't know if you know anything about it. Do you want me to give you a brief recap? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Basically, what happens is is, is Gerard Butler is Hilary Swank's husband, and he dies of cancer or something or some some illness. Okay. And he leaves like these these letters with like her mom or mm-hmm. somebody else to like distribute to her after his death. Okay. So it's like he's writing to her and she's opening up these letters and she's just totally distraught, obviously, you know, because her husband passed away at a young age and she feels totally overwhelmed with, you know, emotion. And it's just interesting because he's telling, he's, he's encouraging her to do all these things like he's actually there with her. And so he, he like delivers packages and things like that at certain moments oh. when she goes on trips and whatnot. It's really, really an interesting movie. Cool. Um, I thought it was very, very well done. Um, and then the last one that I will mention is obviously Show Me the Money, Mac. Show Me the Money. Jerry Maguire. Well, I thought you were going to say The Notebook. Show Me the – well, no. Actually, I was going to write The Notebook, but I watched that movie recently, like in the last six months, and it wasn't as good as I remembered it. It's not as good when you're watching it by yourself. But well, it's just not that – watch it with a girl I was arms. watching it with a girl, but it didn't matter. your arms? That's none of your business. Okay, well, that's a no. Um, <laughs> what a jerk! I'm just kidding. Um, mom doesn't no, count. I just didn't think it was that good. Like okay. it wasn't as good as I remember. So I put Jerry Maguire. It's kind of a romantic good. film. Good. I mean, it's 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 not your traditional uh, romantic. If it works film. for you. It works for you. Something but I thought it was that. great. It's it has a you know it has Renee Zellweger, Tom Cruise, mm. Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Academy Award for it. Um. I'm surprised it didn't pick up on the show me the money line, but I guess that's not really a cup of tea. Well, I mean, I, I got it. I just didn't know. Did you want me to respond back? Yeah, I wanted you to say the movie. Okay. I was like, that was the pop quiz number one, Mac. Yeah, no. That's okay. So, that's okay. Nobody do. Um, yeah, great choices. Let us know what you guys uh, think is a good Valentine's Day or romantic film. Yeah, give us some um, Valentine's Day ideas. Because clearly those. we're not very good at this. No. Well, I have um, plenty of movies that right. I would consider to be romantic movies, but none of them have to do with anything to do with Valentine's okay. Day. Good. So, yeah, that would well, be that would be a first for me if there was Maybe something. next year at this point we'll have better answers. Perhaps. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, cool. So we have a little bit of news, a little yep. bit of box office recap before yep. we get into the stuff. Um, unsurprisingly, Alita Battle Angel was number one at the box office. We'll go over our review in cool. a little bit. 
Domestically, it was a little disappointing. It had only $37 million. Internationally, it made up for it a little bit. It had $94 million internationally. Oh, it so it's 131 right now. It, it does have a $170 million budget. So, so the studio mentioned to break even, it's going to be need to be around three hundred fifty to four hundred million dollars. Again, a lot of that is marketing costs. A lot wow. of that. This is a film that um, was basically in production for two to three years. There was a lot of turnaround on it. Um, again, James Cameron had the rights for a long time. The film just never got made, so there was a lot of money spent on it. Gotcha. So it still has a long, long way to go to make up its I money. Re- I didn't realize that it, was um, that it was that far. But now. there are some of the bigger markets. It has not opened in Asia yet. Oh, really? So there are still some of the bigger markets that it can open up in. James Cameron does very well overseas, especially in Asia. Well, and it's a, it's a, it's based off of the Japanese sure. anime. So, so, so there are it yeah. tend to, it could potentially yeah. kill it. There overseas. are there are definitely some major markets. It still has to open in Australia. I see. Um, there are still some major markets to open. It's at 60% right now on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's kind of in the middle. It's not bad, not great, um, but I don't think that score is going to turn anybody away. No. We'll get to our review in a little bit. The only other film that kind of was newsworthy that opened up this weekend was really a romantic film. Uh, Valentine's Day film is the Isn't It Romantic film starring Rebel Wilson. It did $20.5 million. Um, does not sound great, but that only had a $31 million budget, so that's going to make its money back probably in the next couple weeks or so. Um, you, you see the trailer for that? You know, I, from? Know. I think you've I seen have. the trailer for that. Maybe you haven't. Maybe if you saw it, you'd recognize it. Has Liam Hemsworth in it? Not Chris Hemsworth, Liam. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who Liam is. Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Um, Who's Rebel Wilson? She's in Pitch Perfect. Oh, she's, she's in, okay. She's in that new movie with, with, uh, uh, the girl from Batman. The girl from Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Batman, the Dark Knight, right? The Dark oh, Knight. Uh, the Hustle with Anne Hathaway? The Hustle. Yeah, Anne so Hathaway. that comes out in May. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah that's, she's in that. that's who you're talking yes, about. Yes, that okay. is who that is. Yeah. So it's um you know kind of a romantic film um which they obviously strategically did you see it? I did not see it okay I did not have a date for Valentine's Day okay. this year so I did not choose to go sit in a movie theater by myself in a romantic film um I that's saw, where you draw the line I saw other that's movies. where you draw the line I saw other movies by myself in a theater <laughs> um, a couple other I just some really kind of two kind of quick news things yep. Hulu is going to produce four Marvel shows including uh, kind of one of Marvel's kind of Famous B characters, C yep. characters, Howard the Duck. It's kind of cool that's going to be created and written by Kevin Smith, of course, who's done everything from Clerks to Mallrats. Yep. And they are open to having Marvel's Defenders on Hulu. So one, this says kind of multiple things. For me. <clears throat> the first thing is ABC and Disney are kind of fully taking control of Hulu at this point. With the Fox merger happening, they become the sole the majority shareholder of Hulu because right now it's split between ABC, Fox, and oh, I NBC. Didn't know that. I didn't know it's that. all split <clears throat> amongst the and CBS or just the three. I think, I think That's CBS weird. left. So once Disney acquires Fox fully, they'll own the majority. It's expected that Disney will, my expectation is Disney will purchase the rest of NBC shares and it'll basically be like, the the their answer to Netflix in a sense the non so, the non Disney channel yeah so the Disney Plus uh, streaming, streaming service will be yes. all family friendly um, Hulu can continue to have shows like The Handmaid's Tale and kind of all those other shows yeah but they can have a Marvel's Defenders or things like that um, will Marvel's Defenders ever make it to the other screen 
I don't know. Punisher season two just came out on Netflix a month ago. Jessica Jones season three is still to air. Um, my guess is Netflix will shortly cancel those shows after they air, Probably. but they won't cancel them before they air because that would just be bad publicity. That would. But who knows? Any thoughts, Joe? I mean, you don't have Hulu now. I don't have Hulu now. It's just an extra service. Yeah, I mean, and we've mentioned this before. I think we're in the age of having, you know, we're going to have to pick and choose from at least from, you know, half a dozen streaming services. And, you know, I know I don't watch a lot of TV. I, 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 I'm more interested to hear if you're going to be interested in Hulu or not. Based on all these, uh-huh. based on all these properties, I'm more interested in there. There are things in Hulu that I'm interested in watching, like The Handmaid's Tale. Um, but again, I don't want to purchase another service. Tale. But if Disney Plus comes out and they say, "Hey, we'll bundle Hulu with Disney Plus, we'll bundle it with ESPN Plus," then yeah, that's something I'm interested in because we already have combinations. right. We already have Netflix. We already have Amazon Prime. I still have a cable bill, so that's pretty much all I need. I still have HBO, which is pretty much all I need. You know, I, Hulu doesn't have a ton of original programming right now. You're it's right. mostly That's classic. True. That's true. But if they start investing in more shows like these shows and they combine it with Disney Plus, because I'm obviously going to buy Disney Plus. Yeah. So if they combine, if Hulu becomes an add-on package for another $10, $5, $10 a month, we'll be I'd worth buy it. it. It'd be worth yeah. it. Still, still not sold on the DC. On the DC streamers. No, I mean, I, yeah, probably there's, not. there's still only been one show that's come out. It's not gotten great reviews. Um, again, that's something to look forward to, kind of to piggyback on the Hulu thing. When Warners does their streaming service, do they have the DC Universe as an add-on as well? That would only make sense, just like they add on the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, who knows what they're going to do? And again, Apple is coming out soon. Yep, yep. So that's just another one as well. Um, some lots cool, of, yeah. Lots of them. Another cool bit of news. Absolutely. Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio um, are teaming up for an adaptation of The Devil in the White City. It's a book by Eric Larson. This book has been in um, development or production for a while. I think DiCaprio and Scorsese, I think 2014, 2015 is when they started kind of talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's going to be made in a television series. Yep. We don't know if that means Leonardo DiCaprio is going to star in it um, or if he's just going to produce it. Maybe. He doesn't necessarily make TV. No, he doesn't. Her lot. um, But again, the way TV is going now with event series and things like that, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. If he – not jump ship, but if he – No, if he just does it. If he does it, yeah. I mean a lot of actors now, especially with limited series and things like that. This is actually a series. I could go. There aren't many series that I'm actually interested in. But I know nothing about this other than the fact that it's based off of like some 1800, 1890s uh, serial killer of some kind. That yeah, sounds interesting. Um, I haven't read the book. But Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio are is enough for you. Maybe. Maybe. It certainly piques my interest. If it's a service that you or I already have, yes. you might watch it. Oh, no. I'm not going to buy, buy no, it. No. Potentially, actually. This is on Hulu or no? Was it going to be on uh, We don't know yet. I, I didn't yeah, write yeah. it down, yeah, to okay. be honest. I, but, um, I didn't think I caught that either. Yeah, again, it's just in pre-production, so nothing's yeah, yeah. been official. It was going to be like a that. movie, but they decided to make it a series instead, which I think is yeah. probably a better... It's it's the way things are going now. You I like that. Tell, I mean, you yeah. get to tell a longer story. Exactly. You don't have to rush the story and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. A couple of first looks we got. 
Speaking of things that are cool, this is not. This is not cool. Uh, Disney for me anyway. Disney has released uh, a new a new first look at their upcoming film Aladdin. Yep. Um, we obviously saw the trailer a little while the ago. Teaser, the teaser. But this now has a first look at Will Smith as the genie. We did not see him before. Um, I think your reaction kind of says it all for most people. Um, I know. I know. You- I would be surprised if you weren't on the fence because – and here's the reason why I think that you're still on the fence mm-hmm. is because as you've mentioned before how you like the idea of a live-action remake if it's a different story. Sure. And if it doesn't – if it's not just verbatim what the, what the animated mm-hmm. – you said Beauty and the Beast was good and you enjoyed it, but it didn't really tell you anything new. Right. Whereas The Jungle Book, you said you loved that movie. Sure. So I'm not, and then and then we have Dumbo coming out that actually looks really interesting. I'll I think that's that gonna, I think that's going to be different. Than, yeah, than the animation. which which I'm looking forward to. But this, I I don't know if it's just the same thing as the classic. I can't really get excited about it, and and it doesn't. I mean, yes, movies are a business, you know, and it makes sense they want to that Disney wants to attract the new viewers, the new generation of viewers, and also kind of rekindle. The uh, the enjoyment that older generation got with the classic films, yeah, for nostalgia reasons, they are making a Lion King live action, whatever you want to call it, version. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm not excited about it in the in the in the, in the least bit. Yeah, about these. I mean, I think Aladdin. Just, I think you and I are similar in this. It's we grew up watching. It, it hit it, yeah. the sweet spot of our age, like Aladdin. And it has, and it has, the and it has a. Oh God, I didn't write his name down. Gilbert Godfrey is the sure, penguin. As Diago. Or Diago. Yeah, not the penguin. The, the parrot. The parrot. Yeah, um, that was such. That was so funny. So again, I, I I don't mind adaptations. I don't mind different versions. I, I'm okay with that. Um, you don't like he, word for word, line for line. Yeah, but way. again, will the CGI on Will Smith it just just, awful. just did not look good. No. Um, and again, I don't think I. You know, is Robin Williams always going to be? The genie, yeah, he probably is. But again, it's it's a character. I mean, different actors play different characters. They have different adaptations. That's I, actually an interesting question for another day. Are sure. there are there certain characters in movies or in movies actually or TV mm-hmm. where the actor transcends the role and sure. becomes the only person who can play that role? That's a good that would question. be an interesting question. That's We'd have to question. look at that. Um, so I'm okay anyway, with Will Smith, like no, I'm attempting okay to, yeah. to act the it role. It just looks awful, though. Again, that's not the CGI. Just did not look. Yeah, good. it looks um, terrible. Again, one of the things that this is of all the Disney remakes or whatever you want to call it, this is the one that is you don't want the don't scariest want, to me. You don't want to mess up <laughs> um, because again, it's you know Guy Ritchie is a very talented filmmaker, but he has a very spotty record in terms of he kind of makes a hit, he makes a miss. Oh, is he the director? Of the yeah, he's, one? you know, it's kind of a weird choice of a director for a source material. Um, again, having Tim Burton on a film like Dumbo kind of makes sense. You know, John yeah, Favreau does make sense. making those films makes sense. Um, you know, I mean, the first trailer looked great. It looked nice. Um, this first look just kind of, you know, I'm sure I'll see it, obviously. I just don't know. You'll have to tell me how it is. Don't know. I'm sure you'll see it, too. Mm. Um I haven't seen many of the remakes yet. That's okay. Well, now you have three free movies. Oh, no, I did see Mary Poppins. That was what I did see, yeah. You didn't consider that a remake, though. 
Anyways. Anyway, yeah, that's that's, that's another topic. topic we have a first trailer look at the film Tolkien. Nicholas Holt stars as J.R. Tolkien. The trailer basically gave us nothing. It doesn't really give in us terms anything. of the story. No. It does come out in May. Are you interested in seeing a biopic in J.R.R. Tolkien? I don't know. I mean, I'll I might give it a chance just because the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are are such powerful and we've never really had a biopic on no, Tolkien either. Um, but I hope it's a good movie. Um, there are other biopic movies that I've that I've seen. One comes to mind with Johnny Depp called Finding Neverland. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting movie, and I very yep. much enjoyed that movie. And that was kind of a biopic. Yeah. Um, but if it's, if it's a good movie, yes. If it's, I mean, and that's really kind of vague and that doesn't really give you much of an answer, but am I interested in it? You have high standards that it's a good movie or not. I don't know that I have high standards okay. for this movie. I know nothing about it. Sure. So that, in so, that in some sense gives it extra You like Nicholas points. Holt though, right? He's, what else was he in? I'm trying to think. He's, uh, he's Beast in the new, in the new X-Men franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who he is. Yeah, he's yeah. In, he was in um, about a boy. He was yeah, the when kid. he was younger. Yeah, when he was younger. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's good. Yeah, like and we it. did see a trailer for the new Dark Phoenix. We're not going to talk about that, but it was it a new trailer? Was it a new trailer? I thought it was the same. I thought one, you're right. I think it was the same. one. They just replayed it before yeah. Battle Angel because of Fox. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's why they showed it. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm yeah. still. I mean, I'm I'm still going to give I'm still going to give uh, Dark Phoenix a, a try. You know, I mean, I but Tolkien. Tolkien, 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 J.R. Tolkien. I think it's Tolkien. Tolkien. It could be wrong. I'm I'm mildly interested. Again, the trailer didn't give me much, which in some ways is kind of good because I'd rather have it give me too little and give me too much and spoil the plot. I mean, to me, it's a liter. It's a person who has great literary significance. Yes, and as an English major that you know has read a lot of his work, that makes me excited. Absolutely. But it's not something about his life that I don't know a ton about, so I'll walk into it. Knowing Being nothing. interested yeah. to learn about his life. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about is something that Joe is not excited for. I still haven't seen the first one. I know. That surprises me. It does. Um, it's well, the teaser trailer for Go ahead. Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what I was going to say is the reason that I haven't seen many of these new Disney movies like Coco and, and Moana mm-hmm. and Frozen – and despicable. I mean, these aren't Disney movies. Sure, some of them are same Disney, idea, same but thing. But the cart, the animated cartoon movies for for kids. The reason I haven't seen those is because I they're past my time. Okay, I can still enjoy them. You can still get stuff out of them. Incredibles two is still very good. Incredibles is still very good. Um, but uh, seeing a movie without kids isn't the same as seeing a movie with kids. Sure, you know you can see. You can enjoy the movie with your children, and, it, and there's a different experience with your kids than mm-hmm. it is without kids. So um, for me, it's like I don't know. It's it's it, it loses some of the the appeal yeah. to me. No, I get that. I understand. So, but that. I've heard it's a very good movie. People love Frozen. I love Frozen. I never yeah. saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, I saw it after. Uh, I loved it. I saw I went, when I was in New York in April. I saw Some the Broadway show. show. Um, it's wonderful. I, you know, they're going to build. Obviously, they have the Frozen ride in Walt Disney World Walt now. Disney World, yeah. They're going to build um, in in Disney Tokyo. Disney Tokyo. Um, the entire thing. You know, the trailer doesn't give us much in terms. Do you of think story. they set it up for a tra- for a t- for a three sequel? No, I mean the first one ends kind of nicely. 
Um, but again, I mean, that's okay. It's a property that they want it's a property. I mean, it made over a billion dollars at the box office. So for, they're definitely going to make a sequel. They definitely kind of spawned off the musical, the stage musical right away. Um, I, I do understand your point about, you know, not having a kid to go with or being a kid yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, there was a time when I, you know, hesitated staying away from those films because I didn't, I didn't have that same as you, but I, I've come to appreciate that a lot of the, maybe not frozen, you know, but films like Coco or Marwan or things like that, they have something that adults can relate to. Yeah, they do. Um, they do. So, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that they, they, that I wouldn't enjoy it sure. had I see, if I see them, but I definitely it lowers my interest level. Sure. I definitely feel like Frozen is a throwback Disney classic. Like a lot it of looks the, like, like a lot of the new Disney stuff is like your Ralph breaks the internet or yeah, kind yeah. of stuff like that. The original Frozen was more kind of a throwback to like Aladdin or like Beauty and the it Beast. It looks like it. Had great music, had really good characters, strong like female Anastasia characters. Or something like that. Yeah, it was uh it was good. I'm excited you know about, about Anastasia. Yeah, movie? I don't think that was a Disney movie. Are you sure? I don't think it was. I could be wrong. Oh. Um anyway, but I know what you're talking sorry, about. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. That's okay. Um yeah, yeah I, well, I'm excited I'll, about it. Yeah, I'm sure. It doesn't come out till November, I believe, so you have time to check out the first I one. I do. It plays all over the place, and I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus whenever that comes yeah. out. Um, now, we will get into our reviews. We did see Elite Battle Angel last night. I also saw Lego Movie 2, the second part, earlier in the week. Let's go over Elite Battle Angel first. Um, again, this is going to be a non-spoiler review, okay. so we're going to stick away from spoilers if you do plan on seeing. There are some surprises in the film. We want you guys to to have the full experience without being spoiled. Joe, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last night. Go ahead and give me your first just overall impression. First overall impression, I thought it was a very well done science fiction movie. Okay. Um, I can see why they might have moved the date of release from December Okay. to February because I don't think it would have had enough room to breathe in December. Sure. Um, and it was similar in style somewhat to Mortal Engines, I thought, mm-hmm. in terms of the fact that it kind of tells a romantic story. Um, you obviously have a couple twists going on. Um, I thought it was interesting. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was a stellar film. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was worth seeing, and definitely, um, and this was my suggestion. Maybe it was my suggestion um, that we see it in the Dolby in, in the Dolby seats. It might have been my suggestion, maybe not. But in any event, it was really cool in the Dolby right. seats. It, this is one of those movies where it might have been cool to see it in 3D. And I'm not a huge fan of 3D movies, but right. just it it lends itself to a, a you know. An immersive 3D experience. experience. Yes. It's that type of movie where I still appreciated it. I still thought it was great, but I think it would have added a little bit extra oomph to it if I if we had seen it in 3D. Okay. I'm not saying I suggest seeing it in 3D. I think that's kind of a I think that's kind of a a gimmicky tool. A gimmicky tool, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but it seemed like it was designed like it could have been really immersive 3D experience, much like Avatar was. And let's not forget James Cameron was the one who kind of started the 3D revolution with Avatar. Uh, when was that? 2009. 2009? Yeah, okay. Eight or nine, yeah. So about 10 years ago. So, yeah. you know, he definitely knows how to work that type of experience into his films. Mm-hmm. But I thought besides that, 
I thought it was well done. I didn't think it was stellar, but I thought it was good. Okay. That's just me. Um, what, what about you? We're going to be a little bit on the opposite of this. You thought it was I, awful? I did not think it was awful. I thought it was gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the CGI was incredibly impressive. It was very good. Um, I, I was, like the story. I was invested for the first hour. I was, it was building suspense as to who this character was, why she was there. I was invested in the characters. Um, but at the end, you weren't, we, there, well, it's not spoil the ending. It, no, I'm not going to spoil the ending. Okay. It just, it just fell felt flat. like a setup for the next movie. I agree. And there was no real resolution. I there agree. was no real, um, emphasis on telling a complete story. I agree. Um, you know, so I again, see that. I, I I thought it was gorgeous to look at. Absolutely, I, I, I enjoyed my experience. I'm glad I saw yeah. it in the theater. The CGI looks awesome. She as a character looked yeah. incredible. Absolutely. Um, some of the other things when they had kind of the action sequences when they're playing the sport, I thought that was very very cool. The roller yeah, ball yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you finish. Um, you know, it just it just felt like <laughs> they were teasing this kind of batty off to the side. They were teasing this entire other planet. They were teasing this entire other storyline. And I kept wanting to get to that storyline. I kept wanting the story to go forward. Yeah. But it just stayed where it was. Yep, I and agree. It never went anywhere. I could see that. Um, so again, it, it clearly feels like they're just setting up this future, especially with the film ended with a kind of a big reveal at the end. I won't spoil it. Um, but you know, kind of basically just sets it up for the next movie. I thought it had, you know, you had some of the most talented actors working, um, but they weren't given a lot to do. I don't uh, think it was most talented actors. Some of the more talented actors working. I thought Christoph Waltz was kind of wasted. Um, his character kind of had one little story arc, didn't really go anywhere. The most interesting person was Alita, Alita obviously. Yeah. Um, but you had, you know, Mahershala Ali, who's oh, probably yeah, going to be... Again, you forgot he was in it. You just saw it last night. Well, I know, um, but that's what I mean. Like, I mean, it, wasn't, it didn't leave a lasting impression in my mind. Right. I mean, he's he's probably going to win a second Academy Award. This is kind of his first foray into kind of a big budget franchise film, and he's yeah. kind of had nothing to do. He was just kind of a pawn. Um, so I was a little disappointed that Jennifer Connelly was in the movie for like 10 minutes. Um, you know, so who knows? Um I mean, I didn't interested think... Interested in seeing a sequel, Joe? Interested in seeing the story continue? No. If they make it, you're not interested in seeing this. You like the film, though. But I don't like sequels. And I, and, 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 and I, as much as I enjoyed the film, I cannot disagree with anything that you've mentioned about it in terms of your criticism. Um, I didn't want to say those things because I didn't really want to spoil the movie for any viewers who hadn't seen it. And I know you technically didn't really spoil it, but mm-hmm. we're kind of mentioning reasons why we didn't like it and yes i mean it it those i i i agree wholeheartedly with the reasons why you don't like it um me i thought it was an interesting film because i tend to enjoy science fiction films Mm -hmm. very much um and in an a in 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 a day when all we see are superhero films it was kind of a superhero film, but it was had a science fiction. It's a little different. It was a little bit different, and I liked the fact that it had a female protagonist who was the main character. I thought that was very, a, a, a very you know, it was cool. It was it was a. I thought it was a good story. I mean, yeah, I I those those reasons. 
I do agree with you. Um, I might be a little bit higher on it than you just because, I don't know, I kind of have a soft spot, I think, for science fiction films and they kind of, you know, reference or uh, for nostalgia reasons mm-hmm. watching them as a kid um, with my family. So, you know, plus, and I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a stellar movie. It wouldn't blew me away, didn't blow me away, but I just, I might be a little bit higher on it than you, but not much. I'm not averse to seeing a sequel. Like I, I'm actually interested in the story. Um, it was not as bad as Mortal Engines by any sense. No, this no, was, of course this not. was miles and I made ahead. That, and I made that confusion. No, 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 no. But there was a moment there where it felt like Mortal Engines was just setting up the next film. Yes. And there was a moment in like maybe like an hour and a half into the battle. I was like, oh, I'm not going to find out any answers, am I? Yeah. Like they're just setting up the next It was a bit film. frustrating. Yeah. And so I get it. Um, who knows if they will make the next one again? Yeah. This is a Fox property. It will eventually be swallowed by Disney. Will it make enough money to justify it? Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not the worst time I've spent in a theater. It certainly will not make my worst list. No, I don't think of twenty. Won't make the best list either. But it, it won't make the best list. Um, so that's that. Um, do you have an overall grade or you just kind of? I give it a B. Okay. I mean, a solid B. I mean, it didn't it didn't blow me away. Like I said, it wasn't. It didn't. The the visuals were amazing. That was the best part of the film. Okay. Um, yeah, it was I gorgeous. I, I can't agree. I can't agree with you more on that one. It's gorgeous. Um, to look at. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Just the fight sequences and things like that. That was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't blow me away by any by any stretch of the imagination, but it was an enjoyable film. I'm glad I saw it. Okay. What, what about you, Grade? I'll go C. A you know. C. Yeah. It was wow. C plus. Okay, C plus. Yeah, All right. I mean, was not bad. It just, Maybe I just grade everything in the Bs, and that's, just, and that's just my did my not. Flaw. Yeah, <laughs> did not go over the top for me. What about uh, uh, I did so Lego I did see two. Lego Movie Two, the second part. It looks it doesn't look that uh, good to be honest. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, it's very highly rated. Um, it's you know it's it was fun. It was a fun little story. Um, it's. The first movie ended kind of in a, in a nice spot, but again, this kind of took off. I had the same characters, um, added some new characters. Tiffany Hash was in it. She was funny. Um, yeah, it told, it told a nice little story. I will say the, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, the diminishing return of the box office. This is now the fourth Lego movie that people are seeing, and its box office is significantly behind the other three. So maybe people are just tired of this type of animation. They're just tired of this, maybe this type of humor. Again, it's the Phil Lord, Chris Miller type of humor. So it's kind of that cloudy with a chance of meatballs, spider verse 21 jump street humor. So maybe people are, you know, not tired of it, but maybe they're, you know, looking for a different Avenue of it. Um, if you enjoyed the first Lego movie, which a lot of people did, I I think you're going to get enough out of it to enjoy this film. But if you didn't like it or you didn't have an interesting, the first one, you're not going to get anything out of this as well. But, who knows? Has fun. You know, Chris Pratt's in Elizabeth Banks. It's a, it's a funny little cast. Um, now we're going to get great, on. Great. Uh, I'll go, I'll go B plus. It was fun. B plus. It's fun. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. B plus. Much better than Alita Battle Angel, in my opinion. Doesn't, doesn't hold much sway, but it's, it's still my opinion. Um, because there's this, this is our last episode of the month. We're going to combine our recommendation segment into one, we're going to do book and movie recommendations. Last week, we did TV and video game recommendations. Oh, before I get into this, Joe, what did you think of What Men Want? Did you like it? 
You didn't get a chance? Are you going to see no, it tomorrow? Not okay. Sure. Not, Got it. You're going to see it tomorrow. See it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, How did you know? I just figured... I, must I, be I figured that was your Valentine's Day gift to yourself. Gift to myself. Um, so, we're going to do book recommendations. Joe, would you like to go first? Uh, you want me to do both or just the book or what? How about you just give me your book first? Okay. Um, I recently reread this book. I know I like to tease the book. I'll just come out and say it. It's The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. Is mm-hmm. that how you say his name? I I, I apologize uh, if I butchered that. I don't know. I butchered his name. But this is an amazing novel. Um, I, I picked up reading. I read more now for pleasure than I ever did when I went to school, when I was in school, which I think is interesting. But – this new book came out in 2003. They did make a movie based on it. I haven't seen the movie. But the book is just so gripping and engrossing. Um, it's not It's not a uh, – you know, it's a newer book. You know, I tend to, I tend to gravitate towards the popular, you know, the, the New York Times bestseller list. Those are the books I tend to read um, more often than not. Um, but this is an amazing novel. It's about, it takes place in Afghanistan and it tells the story of, of, a, of, of a young, young boy and his, and his friend slash servant mm-hmm. in the house and just the, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations that this friendship goes through. Um, it's just an amazing book. Uh, I can't, I can't say enough about it. Um, I learn a little bit, you know, you learn a little bit about culture, you learn a little bit about Middle Eastern culture from the book. It throws at you different words and different language, you know, different terms, but it does so in a way that it doesn't seem like you're learning the language, but you're learning it anyway, just by reading, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's seamless and how it teaches you about the culture. Um, it's just an amazing story. I can't, I can't, I can't say enough about it. I very much enjoyed it. Rereading it again. Um, that's cool. the book that I choose, The Kite Runner. What year is it to come out? Do you know? 2003. So okay. again, fairly new. Cool. Um, these are the books I tend to read now, though, the ones that come out um, probably 1990 and further and, and above that are usually the books that I tend to gravitate towards. Cool. Um, how about you? I picked a book. I tried to do theming this month or this week. Uh, today is actually Michael Jordan's 56th birthday. So in honor don't of... Don't ever say that name again. Michael Jordan. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I, I, I you're doing a pick on I, Michael Jordan. I forgot Jordan. that you and Michael Jordan have such a deep history We together. do. You don't, I can't though. stand the guy. Yeah, but you don't have a history, though, with him. Uh, the book is called Michael Jordan, The Life. It's by Roland Lazenby. It came out in 2014. It chronicles Michael Jordan's time from growing up in North Carolina to going to UNC to playing for the Bulls, obviously, then playing for the White Sox AAA affiliate, then kind of how he became an owner uh, in the NBA in Charlotte. Um, again, you can he kind went of... back to the Bulls after this. He did, but I was just... Okay, you lost that. Over. You know, that's okay. Um, I Thank you. For someone that doesn't like him, you know... I don't. I, I, yeah, about but I life. know a lot about him. You do. One one little thing turns you off. Um, anyways... Disgusting human beings. Dis- there are millions more disgusting human True, beings. True, absolutely, world. but you don't mean watch, you don't watch like his, his Hall of Fame speech. Okay, you don't like his attitude. That's watch not, his Hall of Fame disgusting speech. Disgusting is probably disgusting. a different no, word that you'd want to no. use. No, disgusting. I'll let you. I'll re-edit this, and you can insert a new word. Okay, I'll just right. dub over. I'll say interesting. 
Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's an interesting book. He's an interesting person. There are certainly some of his characteristics that are not massively appealing to everyone. I think the book gets into it, how extremely competitive he is. It talks a little bit about um, kind of how he, you know, players like him, Charles Barkley, kind of how they did a lot of gambling, how they kind of went, you know, kind of did a lot of rogue things, uh, how competitive he was, how at times he was a bad teammate to people, but also how his competitive nature kind of drove people around him, but also talked a lot about his charity work when he was playing for the the Chicago Barons or whatever it was in the AAA, how he he bought like the team the team was traveling on some old school like crappy bus and he bought the team a brand new bus to travel around that had because he was traveling on it. Sure, I'm not saying <laughs> I, I'm not saying that's one but I mean it's just it's interesting. It's it's a lot of things that again, when you're reading kind of you know, biographies, autobiographies, you're looking for information that is just above, that is below the surface, as it were. And I think this book has okay. enough of that below the surface. So you could read it and not maybe not like the person or any kind of biography, not like the person, but there's still interesting facts or pieces to unearth about the person. Michael Jordan's not my favorite basketball player, but he's, he's certainly an iconic character. Talks a little bit about how his shoe brand got built and kind of what that means and how that's impacted cultural society and things like that. So that's the book I chose. It's Michael Jordan, The Life by Roland Lazenby. Came out in 2014. Um, so, yeah, Joe, you have a movie for this month. So go ahead and give me I what do. movie you gave. I, uh, I kind of prefaced it a little bit by asking you a question um, earlier before we, uh, before we went on air, as it were. Um, I asked you, is February Black History Month? I couldn't remember. Uh, you, uh, you'll have to pardon my uh, – my not knowing whether it was January or February, but, uh, so in light of black history month, I chose a movie the, where, where a African American actor won an Academy award in it for lead actor. He's one of my favorite actors and that is Denzel Washington and training day. It's with Ethan Hawke and Snoop Dogg, F. Eva Mendez, and Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg stole that movie. Snoop Dogg, he didn't steal the movie. Denzel Washington, Stole the movie. Uh, yeah, it was one of the. It was he was already a powerhouse of an actor, and this just kind of solidified, in my opinion, his talent as an actor. Um, there are I, there are at least half a dozen other films that I own where he's in them that I and I very much enjoy seeing him on screen. Um, I think it was well deserved that he got this award for this movie, mm-hmm. um, and. It's just it. It's not my favorite movie that he's in, but it's the one where he got the award, and I think it definitely it was well deserved, and he and he did do the part justice. Um, I also like Ethan Hawke, but you know he's he's this very distant second right. in this movie to Denzel Washington. No, he's the star of the film. For yeah, sure. yeah. Good. It's a good King movie. Kong ain't got on me. It's, uh, it was I Antoine, dubbed that. I dubbed that. Uh, it was Antoine Fuqua's Antoine kind of, Fuqua, kind of, yeah, kind Antoine. of his breakout film. Yep. Yep. Um, they've obviously gone to work together on both Equalizer films. And, yep. So and they have a good relationship. Brooklyn's finest. Yeah. So they have a, they have a good relationship. Oh no, relationship. he wasn't in that one. I'm sorry, Denzel wasn't in. That uh, one. Denzel did another film with Fuqua that was not, or they did the Magnificent Seven. They did yeah, that, that was that with good. Chris Pratt. That wasn't. Um, so yeah, they have a good relationship together. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was. It, it's a yeah. really, really. It's a. It's a dark film. It's not like a pleasant film at all. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of dark um, plot lines and themes in it. Um, 
obviously him playing like a corrupt police officer, but I thought he did a masterful job playing the role. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. Good. Uh, the movie I chose was Sin City. Came out in 2005. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who directed, who directed Alita, Alita Battle, Battle Angel. Angel. That's why I chose it. It is based on Frank Miller's 1992 graphic novel of the same name, Sin City. There are uh, eight books in the Sin City series. Sin City was kind of one of the more groundbreaking graphic novels to come out, along with Watchmen. Um, it kind of pushed the genre forward at that point. Again, a lot of what people viewed those they viewed it. They viewed that kind of art form as basically kind of basically just comic books, right? Um, and these oh, the graphic novels, yeah. They, yeah and yeah. they, you know, they're distinctly you know, different. Yeah, Frank Miller and, and these Alan Moore and things like that. They kind of created this genre of extended storytelling within these graphic novels. Um, you know, Sin City was the first kind of graphic novel to make it on mainstream, which influenced other films like Three Hundred. You know, Watchmen became a part of cinematic films. Uh, films like Kick-Ass, Kingsman, those are all graphic novels. Wanted, that's kind of all owes a debt to uh, Sin City. Very cool. Uh, it's black and white, just like the graphic novel is. It's very, very cool stories. It has it's a told, noir feel to it. Yeah, it's told in different uh, little vignettes throughout yeah. the story. So it's very true to all, the graphic novel. Yeah, absolutely. But they're all connected, like some character has a connection to some other yeah. character in a vignette. And you all kind of see a place through has a huge cast, everyone from Bruce Willis was, to Jessica Alba. was similar in, in some respects to Spider-Verse, I would say, in terms of how it brought the, the graphic novel sure. to life. Yeah. And, That's, you know, it shows, like, still scenes, still frames, yeah. and, you know, black and white. And yeah. That's a good, it's a nice little I, comparison. I don't know. I just... It's different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to graphic novels it what stays, Spider-Verse it, is to comic books. It stays very true to its source material. Yes. Um, and again, uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez, I think does a good job of yeah. the material. It was, I wasn't so, a drama movie. So I didn't, I didn't watch the second one. The second one is not as good as the first one, but if you're a fan of Sin City, the graphic novel, it tells different stories. Again, it's eight massive novels. So the first film only tells really little small vignettes of the story. The graphic novels are just hundreds of stories throughout that all kind of connect through different characters. Um, so it just tells more different stories. Um, but the first one is the 2005 one, the original one. I really, really liked it. I really love the graphic novel series. It was kind of my first graphic novel that I really enjoyed. Um, and that's kind of led to my love of the film. So that's the film that I chose. So let us know what you guys are reading for books. Let us know if there's a movie recommendation you'd like us to watch. Joe's always looking for Absolutely. extra things to do. So please let us movies. know. I, there you go. I'm amazed at going through my list of movies at how many good movies that I own. And I don't mean that like as a to the gloat. I'm saying that there's so many good movies out there. You still haven't seen Coco. You still haven't still seen, haven't seen Frozen. Coco. Those are the animated movies, yeah, though. Yeah, but they're all. They, you don't have to go to the theater. You can just watch them right here Absolutely. in the comfort of your own okay, home. Okay, fine. I'll, maybe I'll give it a chance. Uh, you should. You should. You have two weeks. I'll let you have two I'll let weeks. You watch it. Um, that's my homework. Watch that's Frozen. Your homework. Watch Coco. Yeah. I don't think I own Frozen though. You don't own Frozen. I, I, I should own I'm Frozen. Sure you I should own Frozen. It's good. It's good enough to own. Um, yes, so that's that. We're going to have a quick re- quick recap of the BAFTA Awards. BAFTA is British Association of Film and Television Academy. This is kind of the last big award show before the Oscars. The Oscars are, of course, next week. 
So, kind of going through the films, The Favorite actually led the pack with seven wins. Not surprising. And Roma was second with four wins. The Favorite won Best British Film, so they have a separate category for British films and things like that, British television, because it is a British Academy. But Roma did win Best Film Overall and Best Director. Remy Malek continues his award run. Uh, wins Best Actors, so I don't think there's any possible way at this point that he does not win the Oscar because it appears that he's won every single award. A little bit of a surprise, Olivia Coleman won for Best Actress. She won for The Favorite, so mm-hmm. she did beat out Glenn Close. Um, so maybe that could be a potentially interesting awards race to watch on Oscar night. Uh, no surprise, Mahershala Ali wins again for Best Green Supporting Book. for The Green Book. Rachel Weiss wins for Best Supporting Actress in The Favorite. This has been an award that's kind of been spread out throughout the award season as Best Supporting Actress. The Favorite won Best Screenplay, um, Best Original Screenplay, while Black Klansman won Best Adapted Screenplay. That was the only award of the night for Black Klansman. But again, that's a film that I think is worth watching for. Yeah. Spider-Verse continues its dominating run through the animated films. It won for Best Animated Feature. And Free Solo, which is the documentary that I saw a while ago and I, I told you guys about, it's actually back in theaters now. Uh, Free Solo wins Best Documentary. Anything of, of noteworthy there, Joe, that, that kind of piques your interest or kind of just going? No, I mean, I, I still want to see The Green Book. That will be one of the movies that I look for when it comes out on Redbox or whatnot. I think you'll enjoy Green Book. I think you'll I, I enjoy, know I will enjoy Green Book. Black Klansman. That too. I think you'll enjoy, you know. Not I, the favorite. The yeah. favorite doesn't look like it's my cup of tea, which is a Roma is still on Netflix now. I mean, uh, again, it's it's not an easy film to get through, but it's uh, it's good. It's 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 an impact. Um, so yeah, those are the BAFTAs. It's, it, that's a foreign language film. It is. It's it's in Spanish. There are subtitles with it, but it's still uh, it's, it's and it's in black and white. Didn't yeah. you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Uh, okay. When it came out, it was kind of one of those things where it's like uh, you know, it's on my list. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. But I know I'm going to watch that at some point. I finally got around to watching it. You know, it's one of those films that's kind of hard to get through, and it's kind of emotionally tough. Why? Why is it um, hard to get through? It's just—it's not it's slow. It's a little slow. It's not—it's not some light breezy film. There's a lot of emotional. I don't care about that. There's a lot of emotional weight to it. A lot of impact is it like it. Phantom Thread in terms of slow? <laughs> it's a little slow, like Phantom Thread. Oh. I mean, it's—it's it's a lot. It's a lot of like I don't mind. I don't mind having emotion. Like I like dramas. I Mm -hmm. I do very much enjoy drama films. Mm -hmm. But I did not like the. I did not like. You did not like at all. I know. And so, like that's what turns me off to the Academy Awards a little bit because they usually vote for films that aren't like popular films. You know, we've talked about this when we talked about the Academy Awards. It's only recently, like in the last ten years or so, that they that the top grossing film is not the Oscar winner or at least contender. Right. You know, the last one to do that was I think uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings, the, the 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 Return of the King. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Return of the King. Yeah. So you know, now it's been these smaller budget films. I do still want to see The Shape of Water. That looks like an interesting film. You just might enjoy like, that. But I didn't see Pan's Labyrinth, and I know it's by the same director, so it kind of Pan's Labyrinth looks a little off. So the wall. it was, it was, they were different. Um, Are they similar type styles? No, no, they're totally they're, different. They're different. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah. So that's that. Um, the so Green Book, the Green Book, and Black Planet. Yeah. I do want to Green see. Green Book was good. I think Green Book's still playing in theaters. I'll let you know if I if I go see it again. 
Um, yeah, so this is the I Baptist. Do like, I do like uh, Marshall Ali. No, and the other guy. Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So those are the Baptists. Uh, Joe is already, I think you picked out your tux for next week, right? For My your, tux. For your Academy watch party. You know what it is? It's one of those t-shirts that has the tux imprinted on it. Do you have your bets in already for the Academy <laughs> no, Awards? How I much don't. are you wagering? Are you wagering more on the Academy Awards than you wagered on the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't like where this conversation is going because you're portraying me in a bad light. Are you afraid buddy. that people are- you're portraying me as a gambler, and I'm not a gambler. If Joe's hitting you up for money next Monday. It's because he <laughs> lost a lot of money on the Academy Awards. So don't answer your. I point. would have picked the, the the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, well, there you go. But I, and I'm and I'm inclined to agree with your choice that Roma will win. I think so. I think it will be a. One, I think it's a really good film. I think it deserves to win. But two, I think it will – it could potentially be one of those moments in the entertainment industry and the film industry where there's a huge change in how things are viewed in terms of this being a truly a Netflix film. How it's kind oh, of – Oh, I see. Mostly it's – yes, it is available in certain – I don't see that as Select, deal, select but, theaters. Yeah. Um, but this – where more and more filmmakers, more and more films go this route of a streaming service and kind of how – you've mentioned this a lot, how the future of films, you know, filmmaking, film going in general is down every year they gave us a free candy when we bought a popcorn they and did and and i think you know, that was part of the reason the theaters are trying to do everything they can to get us in the theaters i still very much enjoy the theater going experience but more and more it's becoming spectacle theater the big budget franchise films are the ones in theater yeah. and most people are discovering these films at home or on Redbox, netflix whatever it is amazon prime has invested a lot of money mm-hmm. in in these films um so again, you might not see the repercussions of it right away. We'll look back on this, yeah. Date, I, I, I years from now, and I, be like, "This is where it started." I truly feel like this could be a huge, yeah, well, change in the entertainment industry. Uh, last but not least, we're going to end with theme my parks. favorite subject of all time. It is theme parks. We got some good little stuff here for you. Coming to Disney California Adventure this spring and summer, the Lion King will celebrate. Uh, in Disney California, this is going to be kind of several different things. One, there will be Lion King meet and greets all over the park. There will be... Not with a real lion, though. <sighs> that would be awesome. Uh, maybe it's just... just YouTube videos of that. Was, maybe it's... Guy like a pet lion or something. Maybe it's going to be just like a, like, a, like a baby lion like Simba and everyone could take their picture <laughs> with like a real lion. That would just be animal and cruelty. Hold it, and hold it up with yeah. two hands. That would be animal cruelty. Disney would not do that. Um, or they could just have like warthogs walking around the park, warthogs. just uh, not on, or just some lions walking around. When the park. I was a young warthog, they'll just have lions walking around the park, not on, just walking around, <laughs> just trained to just walk around. That would be awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, that also means there are going to be several different times throughout the day. In the park where there will be dancers and storytellers, kind of like done for other films where they'll kind of perform songs, they'll, you know, tell the story. They did a really good job of this when they did the, when they were advertising Coco last year. Um, They had kind of traditional dancers all throughout the park singing songs from Coco and things like that. Uh, In the, in the Hollywood Studios Theater, 
which is right next to Monsters, Inc. The Ride. Mm -hmm. There will be a preview for The Lion King, the live-action film coming out this summer, which is what they've done for a lot of the other films they do. Again, it's very, very smart marketing from Disney where they cross-brand their entertainment properties. So, again, they're obviously making a huge push for the film, which opens up this summer. Um, also coming this summer, I guess it's more spring, on April 30th and May 1st, we get Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble. So this is going to be kind of like Mickey's Halloween Party. You have to buy a special separate ticket oh, yeah, yeah. for this attraction uh, for these two days. It's a very limited amount of, of tickets being available, and you basically get to go into the park after dark. I think it's literally from 8 to midnight. Um, and you get to meet all, meet and greet all of your wonderful favorite Marvel characters. But you also get to go in in line rides that are very very short. But again, the most part is there are going to be these treats. M- yeah, there's going to be yeah, there's going to be <laughs> treats. There's going to be uh, special Marvel shows throughout the entire park. Special meet and greets. There's going to be a scavenger hunt throughout the park of different Marvel things that um, fans of Marvel can find. Um, so again, tickets are going to be a little pricey. This is kind of a specialty event, but it sounds very, very cool, and it sounds something like unique and interesting. So if you're around the Anaheim area on April 30th and May 1st, you may want to check it out as well. So that's that. Uh, every month, for a couple months now, we've done a, a segment, a monthly segment, on a on Disneyland, Disney California attractions, where we go over the ride history. Uh, the breakdown of kind of what the ride is overall. Um, we've done this a couple times. You've yeah. done Pirates the, of the Pirates of the Caribbean. You've done California Screaming slash the Incredicoaster. I've done Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, things like that. So we're going to do that again. Would you like to go first, Joe? Sure. Or would you like me to go first? Sure, why not? Um, I chose Space Mountain okay. uh, in Disneyland. Um, it opened in 1977 in Disneyland, mm-hmm. but that was the second version of the ride to open. It actually opened in the Magic Kingdom in Di- in Disney World in 1975. Um, it's one of five different ride, five different iterations of the ride. Um, they also duplicated it at in Tokyo Disneyland and in Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, the genesis of the ride spawned from Walt Disney and his interest in thrill rides with the success, with the success of the Matterhorn bobsleds, um, which opened, uh, quite some time prior to this. Right. Um, he, there, it opened up the door to other thrill rides, thrill ride attractions, you know, roller coaster type rides, um, the Matterhorn bobsleds were in 1959, excuse me. Um, so they kind of, you know, convinced Walt Disney that thrill rides do have a place at Disneyland. Because um, he was not not against thrill rides, but he wasn't a huge fan of them. No, right? was it the... was just, it was, yeah, I think. But he did envision, he did he did conceive of the idea of a space-themed roller coaster ride. Right, because he was interested in space. And yes, that type, absolutely, so, absolutely. Which is kind of the theme of Tomorrowland, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, a couple different versions of it throughout the world. Um, it did change to Hyperspace Mountain in 2015 mm-hmm. for a couple of years to coincide with the with the opening of the Force Awakens Star Wars, the Force Awakens. Um, in terms of, I guess, yeah, I mean that was pretty much all that I 
had written down about the ride. It changes um, in Halloween time to yeah, it does. It does go through a just change for like around, an overlay. Yeah, just for, yeah, um, just just uh, like the lights and the decoration yeah. and stuff like that. Um, there have been refurbishments and whatnot just to kind of keep it, you know, safe. And is to, it in every? It's in every Disney property. It's not. In, it's 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 so it's in Disney World. Uh-huh. It's in Disneyland and it's in Tokyo Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland. Okay. Um, so not in Paris then. I think it's also in Paris, but I couldn't because it said it was one of five. Okay. So it must be in Paris, but I, that, what I read didn't, didn't say Paris. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's gone through refurbishments and updates, you know, to keep it safe. The one in Disneyland is actually a smaller version of the other versions because there's space right. limitations in Disneyland in Anaheim. And it's the original, right? Um, so it's, yeah, so the one in the one in the Magic Kingdom is actually like a two a two track ride or something like that. It's I didn't I didn't look into detail what the what the Disneyland version the Disney World version is, mm-hmm. but I know it's a bit different than the right. smaller Disneyland. I think it's version. a longer ride. Yeah, it is. Disney World. Um, They've expanded they expanded on it. It's a very very enjoyable ride. Um, I love how it is now. Um, in terms of you're kind of basically going on a roller coaster ride in the dark with like you know, LED, little tiny LED lights to, and you can barely see where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's really captures the, well, I mean, I've never been in space, but it seems like it really captures the feeling of one being in space. Um, you know, and how the ride is it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very enjoyable ride. Obviously not for people with who, who, who have like neck and back problems, because it does have a lot of sudden stops and drops and turns. Do you feel like we've talked a little bit about this before? Oh, there's with, like a hidden story. No, oh. with um, the theming of Tomorrowland when the ride oh, yeah. came into Tomorrowland, it was very futuristic as a space. Yes. Again, no one. I'm not suggesting to no, get no. rid of Space Mountain, but do you feel like it fits within the theming of Tomorrowland? I think it does. Okay. Um, I don't think that. Um, and Star Tours, I think, does. But with Galaxy's Edge opening, and I know I've mentioned this, yeah. it's going to be redundant to have it in two places. Um, I I would like to see them remodel and revamp Tomorrowland, but to do so would would be a massive, massive project. Yeah. Um, I do I do think there's a place for Space Mountain at the park. Mm-hmm. It's still one of the more popular rides at the park. Um, and they added that whole new queue area. Yeah, they added the whole new queue area. They covered it up so it's not in the sun yeah. come the summer months. Um, it's a very, very enjoyable ride. Um, but, you know, and the lines are tend to be pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, in terms, of it, in terms of it fitting with Tomorrowland, it absolutely does. But the future of Tomorrowland is something that you and I will speculate on for a while. Sure. Um, in terms of is it really a Tomorrowland or is it – a land of other properties. Right. Space Mountain definitely definitely fits the bill for a Tomorrowland ride in terms of the futuristic type of, you know, and people, even though we don't necessarily have a space program anymore, um, it definitely harkens to the science fiction, you know, to reach for the stars. It's, yeah, it's, cool. it's definitely part of that theme. Good. But yeah, it's a very, great ride. Very, I know it's in your in your top absolutely top three or top two rides. I absolutely. know Cars is your first, but I think it might be your second. It's in the top five ride. at least. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a ride that you very much 
want to go on every time we go. Absolutely. And I very much reluctantly say we'll go on it once a day. You don't like it? I like it. I like it fine. I just, you I'm just not. want to see where you're going. Um, Mac, Mac gets a little motion sickness. And that's yeah, okay. I do. And that's I, okay. I just, I'm not. It's a fine ride. I just don't see the point on going on it more than one time a day. That's just me. Fair enough. Um, so the ride I chose kind of has a unique history in the Disneyland Park. It is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. It is based on the Rod Serling's anthology series Twilight Zone. Um, kind of a side note, the Twilight Zone is getting a reboot for CBS All Access. Jordan Peele is actually the creator behind it and the writer behind it. Uh, Twilight Twilight Zone Tower of Terror was first introduced in Hollywood Studios and Walt Disney World on July 4th, 1994. Kind of some little news and notes. The drop reaches a maximum speed of 39 miles per hour. It is the first ride in any Disney park to offer on-ride videos for purchase. Now, on-ride video purchases are still not available in Disneyland. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would want to buy an on-ride video to begin with, but maybe you do. Watch people's hair. Yeah, maybe maybe you do. Um, But you can still purchase an on-video, your on-video ride of the Twilight Zone if you're in Walt Disney World. Um, it opened in Disney, California as part of Disney, California's massive re-expansion in 2004. Unfortunately, it was closed on January 2nd, 2017 to make way for obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And as much as I miss Tower of Terror, I love Tower of Terror, the layout. It certainly made sense for Disney, Disney, California to, to redo that history. There is a, a, a Easter egg of sorts within not within uh, the ride. It's with, outside. And yes, uh, but inside as well, in the collector's office, when you're walking through, you're kind of going through the tour, when the collector is kind of giving you the video presentation and you see Rocket Raccoon, inside that room, there is a bellhop's hat and luggage that says Twilight Zone in it. It's kind of hidden in there, but Disney kind of throws those little Easter eggs at you kind of throw Oh, out. I thought you were going to talk about the thing outside. What's the thing outside? Like the little sewer... Well, that's more of an Avengers thing. Right? That's what I'm saying, but that's part of the ride. Yeah. But so, yeah, I meant this is more of a... inside the ride. Yeah, then more of a, a reference to Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, a version, another version, the same exact version opened in the Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris in 2007. What is unique about the Disney California and Paris ride versus the Hollywood Studios ride in Florida is... In California and Paris, there are two floors. In the Hollywood it's in the right. Hollywood Land, there's only one right. floor. So the way that works is there's two floors, basically the same level. One floor is loading, and one floor is actually on the ride. So that way you can basically increase your ride total by double, um, which is kind of cool. That was kind of a, something they realized when they built the first one. It takes a long time to load that entire ride. So the entire time it takes to load a ride another ride can actually be going on. So they, Imagineers very smartly added a second floor. Cool. So they can actually add double. And then it opened, another version of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opened in Disney Tokyo Sea. However, um, in Tokyo, there is not really a huge influence of Twilight Zone in terms of cultural significance. So it's actually called Hotel Hightower, and it's a fictional hotel in Tokyo. That kind of has the same feeling throughout. 
So that's that. Um, there are no other, I know there have been some speculation, there are no other plans to close Tower of Terror to redo, to remake it, Gardens of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, uh, in the three main parks that it's in now, in, in Disney World, Paris, and Tokyo, Disney Sea. It, it will remain the original attraction. So I very much look forward to going to Walt Disney World in the near future and riding that ride again because I miss it. Absolutely. Um, so we are off next week, like I mentioned before. But that only means a fantastic, fantastic show when we get back. We have a ton of stuff to go over next week or the Not week after. Of all the, is the Oscars. Yes, we will have a Academy Awards recap. We will have a March film preview, which will include some big, big films, mm-hmm. including Marvel's latest film yep, coming out. Captain. But we will also preview Cinequest. For those of you that are in the Bay Area, Cinequest uh, opens in a couple weeks. So Joe and I will pick a couple of films from Cinequest just right off the catalog, something that we're interested in. There's some really, really interesting films coming to Cinequest in the Bay Area. If you haven't been to a film festival, you haven't been to Cinequest, it's a very, very cool experience. I know there's not all of you, but there are a lot of you that are Bay Area San Jose listeners. So I think you guys will potentially get something out of it as well. So again, we are off next week. I hope you guys enjoy the Oscars. Joe is very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. He has a big week ahead of him. He's going to play golf. We're going to see what men want. And then he's going to go to the Oscars. Or check out the Oscars. Um, he's, you know. Have you sent your suit to the dry cleaner yet? Or No, I told you. You're just going to wear the shirt? I'm going to wear a t-shirt. With, be the, I'm going to wear the t-shirt with the tuxedo printed on You're going to be the ironic guy that shows Absolutely. up to a party like that? Absolutely. Very classy. Um... So say goodbye. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. Please like, subscribe, comment, rate, rate, review, review. and share. Yep. And All share. that stuff. And um, you guys are amazing. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Take care.